You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And welcome to episode 102 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me are Vicki Stokes. Hello. And world traveler, Suze Gilbert. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> more, like a, more like USA traveler lately. <laughs> yeah, I which, know. Which is what we're talking about today, websites and apps that we use before, during, and after our travel. Now, Suze, you just got back from Oregon. I did get back from Oregon. Hmm. Oregon, Oregon. It's Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> it's Oregon. 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 <laughs> I've always called it Oregon, but well, you know what's funny is um, I think I do too. We were talking about that. I was talking about that with some of my friends because my my friend and I have been. We figured out that um, we've been friends for forty seven years. So wow. she has. She, she pretty much knows everything about me. So but she was I, she was there when you were born, then. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we were talking about you know, um, vernacular, you know, and about accents and about, um, you know, little, um, sayings that, you know, like in Maine, you know, they would say, you can't get there from here. You know, that's, well, they don't say it like that. You can't get there from here, but that's, you know, <laughs> you know how it's interesting that colloquial, there's all these local colloquialisms. And so I said, you know, what I I said, uh, Oregon really doesn't have an accent. I, you know, when somebody, when you meet somebody from Oregon, you don't notice it like an Oregonian accent. I don't even think there is such a thing. However, that said, I said, what about when people say Oregon? And they said, well, we know they're from away. <laughs> <laughs> and that cracked me up. I said, oh, that's good. That's a good, they're from away. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it, it, I, we had some rain there. So I was very, very happy. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to see a movie set. Um, that was really interesting. Um, I don't know if we have a minute to, to mention it, yeah. but Deborah Granick, who was who directed Winter's Bone, that was yeah. the film that really launched Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And um, she directed that. And I read the book, which I thought was a wonderful book. Well, my friend, her youngest sister, um, she lives in this park that's not far um, fr uh, from Estacada. And it's just a gorgeous park. It's a county park. It's day use only. You can't camp out there. But her, um, my friend's husband, um, he is the park manager, Victor. And he's just this, he's been doing it for many years, like 20 something years. And he just knows everything about that park. And uh, my husband hadn't done the tour. And I said, you really, you know, sh we should do the tour. So Victor brought us all around, and some of these Doug firs are, you know, 500 years old. They're just amazing. They can live up to, I think, 1,000 years old. But Victor, Victor was telling us that the park was a film site. There was a little part of the park that was a film site. And Deborah Granick happened to be there that day and brought us in and showed us the whole film set. Um, and what it's based on is a book by Peter Rock called My Abandonment, which... Um, this happened in real life. He, he was inspired by this real life event that in, I think, 2004, uh, there was a father who was in his 50s and his 12-year-old daughter that had lived in Forest Park in Oregon, which is this big urban park. And they had lived under the radar 
they had they had like this you know um, little house actually that was built. People couldn't find it. They, it was like built in this hillside, and he would go down into Portland to get his disability check every month, and they would you know get some things at Fred Meyer. But he did not want her to live in an urban environment. And so when they finally found them, they found that the girl was very articulate, had almost a college-level education because he homeschooled her and made her do homework. And they found a job, and they relocated them like Central Oregon, and she was supposed to start school, and they disappeared again. And I have searched Google, and they've no one's ever found them again. So it's this fascinating story, and the film set's just really interesting. So I, I was very, I was, I, I have never, I don't think I've ever really been on a true live film set. So that was pretty exciting. So, yeah. So I walked, I walked through a couple of film sets, not knowing they were film sets until I was already walked through them. <laughs> in, in, <laughs> California? in California? No, well, actually, I was with a friend in New York. <laughs> we just walked oh. past, and she goes, "Oh my God, I think this, I think it may have been." I don't think it was Law and Order, but something like that in one of those kind of cop shows. Yeah. Oh, really? That would have yeah. been so interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They were. They didn't film us. I don't think. You know. I just. Just that we walked right through it, and um, people were milling around. You know, and then we once we uh, walked past the, we started seeing lights and. Um, you know the big lights they have up there, and, the, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the cameras and stuff. And I'm going like, oh, I think we just walked the film set up. <laughs> yeah, but I've been to you know you've been to Universal Studios and places like that, right? Well, in Florida, I've never been to L.A. and um, you know, yeah. But you know, I, I I just finished the third season of Bosch on Amazon Prime, which is oh god, isn't it wonderful? I yeah. swear, if Mike and I go visit L.A., I want to do a Bosch tour because this particular um, third season, they, they had, it was really funny, they had a lot of probably very famous places, if you know, mm-hmm. um, if you live in L.A., but like burger places, like little diners and stuff. And I said, I think we should do a Bosch well, they, tour. I want to see that They kept talking house. about In-N-Out, which is everywhere. It's just a fast food place. <laughs> yeah, we had those in Tucson, too. Yeah. But they had like little world-famous burgers. You know, this it was, I can't remember the name of that one, but... The house yeah. that Bosch is in, oh my gosh. Beautiful, go. isn't it? Wow. Gorgeous. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't seem very big either. It's not a very yeah. big yeah. house, but what a gorgeous When it's a good food. explanation as to why he could afford that too, you know. So it's not like, you know, you see shows and these people have these gorgeous lofts in New York that you know they're worth millions of dollars and they're civil servants and you know they can't afford that. So there's no rhyme or reason for that. But uh, in this particular case, he, you know, he... He uh, did he write a book or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 yeah. He he's a really good actor. I really enjoy his acting. I, this yeah. third season was good, and so now we have to wait a whole he's year. Perfect. For the he's perfect. He's perfect. That's the problem with binging is that then you have to wait a year till the next season comes out. I could watch. I start watching his it again after a while. Yeah, I, that's one of the shows that I could watch again because I, yeah, I miss stuff sometimes. And yeah. yeah, and you know the some of the people that play in that like. Um, Lance Redding and uh, uh, Jamie Hector were in The Wire. and They, they were, were oh, yes, they were. They were so yeah. good. Yeah. They were so good, and they're so good in this show, too. So if you, Great if anyone, actors. I'm not going to give any spoilers for the season of Bosch, but uh, it's really great. Highly it's, recommend. It's, it's a it's great worth, season. It took me to the third season to realize that Jamie Hector was Marlowe in The Wire. <gasps> yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he 
like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know that face. That scar is so striking. It really is that scar down his face. He's a very handsome man and I love his acting. He plays these very low key actors and he's so, he's such a good actor. It's sort of of like you forget. You, some people they feel you feel like they're acting. Uh, case in point for me is the that Shades of Blue show with uh, Jennifer Lopez and um, oh, Ray, Ray, Ray Liotta. And yeah, you usually they, have like not a nice not nice things to say. They're yelling at each other, and they, and they I I will put it this way: they're both better actors than that. You know, I mean, especially Ray Liotta, and it's just like they don't. They can't speak in a normal conversational tone. It's yelling at this very high level, and we'll be talk. They'll be talking about something simple like where we're gonna go to eat, and it's just loud and over the top, and it's just you don't get that from anybody on that show on um, Bosch. These are seasoned seasoned actors, yeah. and you recognize them, you know, and they should be in this show because it, the quality of the programming and everything is just. Excellent. I mean, and then the books are good too. You know, if you haven't read uh, the box book, you can, you need to. Um, I do and, need to. I do yeah, need to because yeah. Michael Conley, um, mm-hmm. it's interesting because he, what he said he does is he extrapolates from like several books for, mm-hmm. for a season. Yeah. So it's yeah. not just going one book. Yeah. It may be the plot lines of two or three of his novels that he, and I really like that because you mm-hmm. know there's a couple of plot lines going along in each season, but. I like the way they kind of integrate that also. Yeah, they got to condense it. You know, a book is not like TV. You know, you got to, you know, make it smooth and transitional. So, well, I I was pretty impressed with this, um, with with this season. And I just, like you said, you know, for one thing, Jennifer Lopez, why do they singers think that sometimes they can act? Because, you know. (laughs) And I'm like I said, she's a better actress than that, I think. I mean, that's bad. I don't know but if it's the writing not. or maybe the direction not. or maybe, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> the, the, well, Ray Liotta's better than that. Um, um, I don't know if it's just the direction or whatever, but they need to tone it down. Uh, it, it's I'm pulling for it because, you know, I, I like to see women in, you know, in some, it's some interesting roles, you know? Um, yeah. And, and the, it's an interesting role. It, the story it's also not, a different, um, a different, storyline it's not just the usual the cops find the bad guys the bad guys mm-hmm. go to jail next episode. yeah yeah it's a different type of of storyline mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah the cops are not, uh the bad guys in some cases and i don't know if she's bad or good you know uh she's but, both yeah she's both yeah probably yeah. okay so we want to talk about traveling today um as longtime listeners know the three of us do all kinds of traveling, whether it's just a weekend away to Napa Valley for Vicky or a cruise for me or France for Suze, we travel. And we all use a lot of different apps while we're traveling. And one app that I use all the time, which has really been in the news a lot more lately with things that are going on just with our government, is TunnelBear. And TunnelBear is a VPN. So that when you are on any kind of public Wi-Fi at the, ho- at the uh, hotel, at the airport, at the coffee shop, you turn on TunnelBear, they give you 500 megabytes of data for free. If you tweet out that you're using it, they give you an additional gig and it resets the first of every month. So 
Basically, you don't even have to pay for a plan unless you're a heavy user of uh, open Wi-Fi, you, you know, public Wi-Fi. So I use that when we're, like I said, when we're in hotels, when I'm at the airport, checking your email, checking your Facebook, whatever it is that you want to do, and you can make it look like you're coming from another country or a different part of the country. If you're in New York, you want to, you know, sometimes it'll look like you're in Kansas. So that's something that you want to look into is some sort of VPN while you're traveling if you're on any kind of public Wi-Fi. Yeah. I use ton of Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me go next. Yeah, Vicki, tell me about that BMW Connected. Okay. All right. I will do that. <laughs> uh, it's an app that you, know, you, you can connect to your BMW. That's what I use in my car. Um, and it allows you to use uh, a, quite a number of your iPhone apps. I, I believe it also works for Android. I'm not sure because um, I don't have an Android. Um um, and uh, one of the things I like about it is that when I uh, you connect it to your car and you start the BMW app, it pops up and tells you the last trip you went on. And you can also uh, you, you can select that and it automatically send it to your navigation system instead of you having to manually go to navigation, select a trip or enter the address. You can pull it from your phone book, your contacts or whatever, and it automatically will uh, send it to your navigation and it keeps all your previous trips. So you go to the same place over and over again, you can just do that. And I do that. I use my navigation even when I don't need it, just in case something happens because, um, in terms of, um, an accident or I need to make a, uh, detour, my, uh, navigation will tell me about that and ask me if I want to reroute. Uh, so that's really convenient. Another thing that you can do is I, I have audible, uh, Files that I listen to on my um, on my phone We're using the Audible app, app that is, and uh, it's also connected to BM, the BMW um, apps. And you know how uh, when you're trying to do apps, you can play the audio on it, but you have to manually touch your phone or 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 do something that's distracting. Whereas this is right there on your screen. You can select that app, and it'll open it, and you're able to start using Audible. Uh, Amazon Music is one of the apps that it can control. Uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and a bunch of other other apps. But one of the things that's really cool about it is that it can in, it can integrate with your calendar and tell you different things that remind you of different things uh, uh, on your calendar. Um, and um, one of the things that's uh, new to the app, it wasn't like, I just recently discovered there's something new that they added, is a find your car thing, t- uh, telling you where your car is. Uh, and it can send it to your uh, to the app that you have on your phone, and it's directly connected to your BMW. And you can do things like unlock your car or send it uh, a response to your car to, so it flashes its lights. And um, that's part of the BMW remote app also. So those are just a few of the things that it does, um, but that's it's, it's invaluable for me in terms of traveling in my car. That's yeah, funny because lot. my BMW is like 17 years old. It just turned. <laughs> it, I just turned 70,000 miles on it. So I have like no technology at all in it. <laughs> I have nothing. In it. Yeah. So yeah. man, it let sounds me, let me nice, tell you, Suzanne, what a difference! I've had my new car for a month now. Yeah. 
I have GPS now. I have serious, uh, serious XM radio. I'm just kind of like, I'm just constantly like changing all the stations. I'm just constantly, because I'm one of those people, I can't just listen to a song and just listen. Oh, don't like this one. Next, next. I'm the same way. I'm all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, that's the reason why I kept serious radio. Uh, And it's excellent when you're traveling because you don't have to worry about the signal going out. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. my husband has had it in his car since 2004. Mm Mm-hmm. So we pay for it every year. And what's cool about what I've got is uh, they gave me a free year's trial, all access. Yeah. So yeah. not only do I have it on my car, I have it on my computer, my mm-hmm. iPhone, my iPad, yeah. my Sonos player, and my Fire tablet. Yeah. And let me yeah, tell you, I listen on all of them. It's great. I listen to... Well, I still have those round things called CDs. (laughs) That's what I did beforehand, before when I just had FM radio. Those ancient things. No, my husband always feels so guilty. He's like, Susie, you know, let's up. I said, no, my car is paid for. I love my convertible. I go a rate. I probably go maybe tops two miles because, you know, we live in an area of Dallas where there's everything around. I don't have to go that far to do anything. So it's really silly for me, you know, to get a new car. But, you know, if I have to, if I really feel like headbanging music or something, um, I have earphones and I have my, my iPhone. So, you know, I just do that. You, earphones, you, you use earphones in your car? Yeah. I see a lot of people use them. Yeah. I, it's, I think it's because it's a law in California. Oh, yeah, I think it's illegal. Yeah. Honey, this is honey. This is Texas. You don't, mess, <laughs> you don't mess with Texas. There is no distracted driving law here yet. Let me tell you that. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. Um, people, oh, like I was behind this girl that was going probably twenty and a thirty-five yesterday. Which I mean, that's I, you know, it's 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 hard. So I passed her, and she was on her phone, and then she followed me to Trader Joe's, albeit very slowly, and she gets out, and she has a little kid in her car, and I'm thinking, really? You're on your phone with a child? What the heck? You know what? You know, that's when I I started driving safely, when I had my niece and nephew in my car. Yeah, absolutely. I used to drive like a bat out of hell, because I had long commutes, so I was just impatient. I'd be on a regular street thinking I'm on the freeway. And when I got them in my car, I started thinking, I need to be safe. And then when they weren't in my car, I said, you know what? I love me too. So I'm going <laughs> to drive safe. You know, it, it, you, one cop told me, he pulled me over for driving, not over the speed, but erratically. He said, you know what? I hope you're going to going to some really great place like home or on vacation. <laughs> I hope you're not going to work <laughs> driving like this. And I was going to work too. <laughs> I think what was refreshing for me is they do have a distracted driver law in Oregon. And I, it was a joy to drive there because people are paying attention. You know, they're paying attention. They're not on their phones. You know, I don't know if they, they're, they look on their phone at a stop sign or, but people were paying attention. It is so apparent the, the disparity when you don't have a distracted driver law and when you do, because here everyone is distracted. Everyone is on so the phone. So you can, you can be, you can talk on the phone and be driving, holding the phone in your hand. You don't have to yeah. have a, a hand. No, 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 no. And with me, if I'm going to listen to music with my earphones, I should clarify. I put just one earphone. One, one. Yeah. Just yeah. one. Good. And I don't have it up that loud. I, you know, if I wanted to like listen to, you know, Lincoln Park or a talk or something, I just, I just put one ear in. Um, so, you know, 
I I can hear with that uh, that other ear, my good ear actually, <laughs> the ear that wasn't affected by you know. Don't you do you ha- do you have a cassette player in your car? No, no, I'm not that ancient, honey. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but the cassettes, at least you can you can hook it, get one of those uh, cassettes that's an audible cassette. You know, that we tr- you I hook to, to your phone. That. I tried yeah. to do that, but the static was yes. It's not horrible. a very good quality sound. Though. No, it's horrible. I De- my son Devin got that for me, and it was just horrible. But you know, my husband, I drive his Highlander enough, and he has all the bells and whistles. So you know, we have some great jazz stations. Um, mm-hmm. He's got the satellite radio, and I really mm-hmm. enjoy you know just because if I'm de- if I have to drive in Dallas where everyone is distracted listening to classical or jazz is very soothing yeah just because you don't want to you know people Mm -hmm. also pack heat here so you don't want to be beating your (laughs) horn all the time so you know just i i just try to let it go (laughs) yeah yeah cow gonna take me away (laughs) yeah exactly well for me um with gas prices fluctuating uh all the time and it was interesting because i think in oregon we were paying two seventy nine. I don't know what it. I know. I know California is always expensive. What are you paying? Yeah, Vicky. Oh, uh, two seventy nine. Two seventy nine. Mm. I thought we had it bad. Last I looked, it was two forty nine. Yeah. 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 Right here, right now, um, our lowest in Dallas, uh, two miles from me, is two nineteen, and our highest is two fifty nine. And this is from Gas Buddy. This is a cool little free app. If you're going on a road trip. You know, it, it was so helpful to have something like this because you can also report the gas prices. So it allows you to have that crowdsourcing. So if you see a gas price, you can put that in. Also, if you select someplace um, and it says, is this the correct price or not? You can say yay or nay, you know, so yes or no. It's not the correct price. This is the correct price. So it's always being updated because, you know, gas prices fluctuate, you know, practically on a daily basis. It also um, gives you coupons. So if you use the app, um, they have a coupon feature that gives you coupons on certain things. Um, you c- it's it's also a social app. You can they have like a gas buddy community, but I don't do that. I don't use the social part of it. I just like to see where gas you know is the cheapest. So and you mm-hmm. can fave things too. So. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've used Gas Buddy, but if you're on a road trip, it's really, really helpful. Um, and it's, it also tells you the nearest gas station, too, which is really good. If you're out in the middle of nowhere, like um, Barstow, California, or going hey, to 29 Palms. 29 pass, Palms. 29 Palms was scary. I used, pass, I used to go through both of those areas going to Vegas when I lived in Southern California, so I can relate. <laughs> It's scary because there's like, that truly is the middle of nowhere. The middle Mojave of De- nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the Mojave scary. Desert really is. If anyone wants to know where the middle of nowhere in the U.S. is, it's the Mojave <laughs> Desert. Yeah. yeah. You, you literally, it's literally only you and the road runner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really kind of scary in some, in, you know. No phone, might, no cell phone service. It's really kind of scary, actually. Matter of fact, the first time I used Gas Buddy was through the BMW app. So it was one of the apps that you could use to find out local gas stations. And uh, I I used it to find the cheapest gas station. Yeah. Uh, you know, my commute out, look, oh, I'm almost out of gas. And in the Bay Area, it's almost twice as much as, uh, as we pay here. Well, not really twice as much. Maybe uh, almost a dollar more. Then, wow. Yeah, That's still then, a lot. I don't. I don't yeah. live in the Bay Area. I live right on the outside of it, 
and our gas is always cheap. Uh, my town is one of those towns you drive by on the freeway. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of town it is, a little small, little, it's a town, you know. Uh, it, it, back east, you definitely would call it a town. It's barely 80,000 people that live here. Wow. And uh, yeah, so you, you pass it on the freeway and uh, you keep going. You drop off to get gas because you see it from the freeway. <laughs> but our gas is cheap um, uh, at, uh, you can buy it more expensive. But, uh, you know, we have Arco, which is a gas station that's generally cheaper than all other. It's a blend of gas. And then we um, have uh, Costco, of course. Yeah, you guys know the Costco is always yep. cheaper. And then we have a grocery store, Safeway, that has, uh, if you buy groceries there, it'll knock sometimes 40 cents off the gas uh, Yeah, Kro- Kroger yeah. does that here, too. That you yeah, have, you know. yeah. But, but the, it, it, the other thing about Gas Buddy is you can favorite your stations, but they also give you all the grades of gas, and they also yeah. give you amenities. So if you're out, yeah. you're in, yeah. like in the middle of nowhere, and you have a, and you have to go to the bathroom, or you want to get a bite to eat, it will tell you if that particular service station has those amenities, which that's kind of nice. And you can add stuff to it. I like the fact that it can, you can update it and add stuff. And can, me, it, can, I, can I jump in here and tell you about an app? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you dealing with the bathroom? That one called Sit or Squat. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that first came out. I used that in San Fran. Because yep. in San Fran, it's... It is a bear to find a, a, a public restroom. Holy yeah. moly. And I yeah. remember getting sit and squat. That was a great, one of my friends in Tucson told me about that. That was a great app. Yeah, well, it, it, the sit locations are clean and the squat ones are the ones we don't. <laughs> my sister is a big baseball fan and I don't know if you remember the, the, the catcher called Johnny Bench. Yeah, so she, of that's course. what she would call it. You got the Johnny Bench in there. <laughs> You don't want to sit. <laughs> so that's one of the ones that I want to squeeze in. I'm sorry, Elisa, that no, I said it. No, 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 oh, no. I think that's, no, that's no a problem. great that's one. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, it's funny because my um, uncle, who I just adore, he lives in Connecticut. And he has a weak bladder. And I think many men, many middle-aged, mm-hmm. uh, older men have, um, you know, with, if they don't have prostate problems, sometimes they... They have to go. And when they have to go, they have to go, you know. Yeah. Oh, they're and, taking a the diuretic that causes them to. Yeah. Know. And, you know, some, sometimes myriad medications will cause a, a side effects. Well, in New York City, it's so funny because he know he could be his own sit and squat app. He knows every single bathroom <laughs> within on the island of Manhattan where he can go. I laugh so hard. I've never seen anybody <laughs> memorize bathrooms like my uncle. And he, he has like a photographic memory when it comes to all the bathrooms in Manhattan. I think he, he should yeah. have his own app. <laughs> one year, one year as a joke, um, I, because sometimes, you know, when you're leaving the city to do, you know, New York city to go, you know, back to Connecticut, you know, sometimes it's bumper to bumper. So I bought him a urinal. I found it in a joke. <laughs> I found it in a joke store and I got him a urinal, had a cover and everything. And he said, that is an awesome present. <laughs> I use that. I'm like, oh, oh that's TMI. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We always would just stop at McDonald's on the road. Yes. Generally, they were the cleanest. I don't know if they're in the R anymore. Uh, but generally, you know, major restaurants, I mean, um, fast food restaurants are the cleanest, you know, things yeah. to go to. Yeah. So, but we would buy something too. We wouldn't just stop there. You know? 
Oh no, we went in, used the bathroom, left. Sorry. <laughs> I'd buy an ice cream. Just an ice yeah. cream. I'm not a fast food. Or person. coffee or something. Then we have to go to the next. Uh, yeah, McDonald's. then you have to go to the next McDonald's. So. <laughs> it's an endless loop. Yeah. So this next app I heard about on some cruising podcasts that I listened to. So I haven't used it yet, but I will be using it. Uh, in October when my husband and I take our next cruise. And it's called the Mobile uh, Mobile Passport. And if you're familiar with cruising, or even if you are taking an overseas trip by plane, when you come in, you have to go through customs. Well, now they have an app where you, when you open it, it says new trip. Are you traveling by airplane or cruise ship? Okay, so if I click on the cruise ship, it says create your, your trip. Now, I can't do anything yet. But what it wants you to do is add your passport. You scan your passport, and it's got something within the app that allows you to scan the passport of all the people within your group and within your family. So all the information is there. And then rather than having to fill out this customs form on paper and then wait online, and let me tell you, the last time we had to go through customs, when we cruised, it was probably a good 45 minutes waiting online. It was just hurry up and wait. Yep. From what I've heard about this app is you fill everything out on the app. You still have to physically show your passport to the customs agent, but they have a separate line for the people who use the app. Wow. And people say that in five minutes, they're off the ship, they're through customs and out the door. Yeah. Hmm. And we, almost, we, almost missed, it, we almost missed our flight doing, uh, waiting for uh yeah. to get out to, off, yeah. off the boat. Yeah. And they the give you a, a receipt. That is right sent right to your phone to prove mm-hmm. that you've you know you've been through customs and everything is good, and then mm-hmm. you just keep that on your phone. So you can use this when you're entering the fu- entering the United States by plane or by ship. Now, but you have to go onto the website. It's not every airport. Uh, Dallas does have one, Suze. Yeah, um, notice it. I, I think notice it's on the Newark, website. Newark, Newark, JFK. I don't have the website open, uh, but JFK. Uh, I think Miami, the major the major airports, and as far as the cruise, it's only for Port Everglades, which is Fort Lauderdale. But supposedly they're working on opening up to Miami and Galveston and Los Angeles and the other uh, the other cruise ports. Mm-hmm. So when we cruise this year, I'm going to try this. Well, Dulles, yeah, this is a good one. Dulles has it. Boston has it, and mm-hmm. it's it, what's interesting is because I thought, well, how is that going to work? And that's because it has been authorized by um, the TSA, the Border and Customs. So, yeah, that's actually good. But, you know, um, with, a, with a new credit card that we just got, they um, pay for you to have global entry. And my husband already has it because his work pays for it because he travels so much. Mm-hmm. So next week I go for my global entry. It's good for five years, though. But, if I mean, it's 100 bucks for five years. But if you... That's not bad. You know, it's not bad. And it's just so much easier because, you know, when we come in um, from France, you know, my husband can breeze through because he's got global entry. So, you know, the line is always, you know, faster with the global entries. But me, you know, so if you've got two or three flights coming in to, say, Dulles at the same time and you're, you know, you're in this huge line and then, you know, they have the cameras where you have to put your passport and you still have to go see an mm-hmm. agent. Yeah. So I'm kind of, but this app is actually really great, Elisa, because for people that, you know, 
it, you still can duck a line, you know, yeah. it's still, it has its own line. And that's the right. thing is that, you know, yeah. you're dealing, even if, if you have people that, you know, have non-U.S. passports and U.S. passports, still there's, the lines are just sometimes ridiculous if you get two or three flights coming in, you know, at very, you know, similar times. Yeah. yeah. I, I like this app a lot. This is actually yeah. very cool. Cause I thought how, how is that going to work? Yeah. Yeah. I heard about it on the cruise podcast and they love it. Like I said, it's only good at Fort, uh, Fort Lauderdale. So if you're mm-hmm. cruising out of Miami, it's not going to work. But yeah. if you're, you know, we cruise out of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. So yeah. I figure I'm going to give this a try because they said it's so much quicker and it's a free app. So you're not, yeah. not paying. For, and if you, and what you do is I'm not really comfortable with keeping my passport information in there for very long. And if you read the FAQs, it just says, delete it when you're done. Hold on to the receipt to prove that you went through customs. But, but it, says got, it says it has strong privacy protection. Right. But if someone grabs your phone, you know, one of those things, that's well, that I always more- have, it, they have to, yeah, but if someone grabs your phone, they're going to still have to try to figure out your, uh, tell me you have a passcode, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I don't have one. You know, one. <laughs> but I figure I have, yeah. I figure, you know, I'll, I'll put the part information in when the time comes. And yeah. then when we get home from the trip, I'll delete it. Because if we go again, I'll put it back in again. It's no big deal. See, because I all always, they do is take a picture. I always have my yeah. passport. I, because I was a numbskull a few years ago. Um, and I, um, well, when, it's not just a few years ago. Sometimes I'm a numbskull lot more often, <laughs> but I was traveling. I, I was bringing my son home from college and I, I dropped my wallet in Seattle and someone found it, a good Samaritan found it like the day be, that I, the day before I was leaving Seattle, had all my money, all my cards and license. And I had already applied for a new driver's license from Arizona. And then we drove down, um, to California, we drove through Oregon and California and Nemo and Barbie asked us to visit them in San Fran at the time they were there. And so we did. And I, we went to our favorite Vietnamese noodle place and I left my wallet there, my brand new wallet. I left my wallet there. I had, cause I had bought another wallet. So two wallets in a trip. And I thought never again. So thankfully, um, in my phone, I had, when I got my other wallet back, I had taken a picture of my license and that really saved me the next time that I lost my wallet because they wanted ID. So ever since then, I've always, I have a, I have a file, a private file on my phone and it's, you know, it's, I put it in Memento, which is a diary app that you can, um, and you can do it, I think on notes too. They allow you to, to put a a passcode in, Mm -hmm. but I put my license and I put my passport in there. So I always have it because you never know when you're going to lose your wallet, especially if you're in Europe or something, you know, and this way you can at least prove, you know, who you are. I do that with one password. I have all that in one password. Yeah. But, um, uh, does you, you, if you're in the States, you you have Apple pay that you can use for, uh, at some places. So that'll help if you have your cards in there. I don't know if you can use that internationally though, though. Apple well, more pl- yeah, more places are starting. Last year, there was nothing with Apple Pay when we went to France. Yep. Since then, I've read a couple of um, articles that some companies are now starting to to use Apple Pay. I hope so because it's so convenient. Gosh, it's convenient. I never remember. You know, I I never carry cash anymore. I never carry. Cash. Well, I don't carry cash either, but I I never remember to use Apple Pay. I I, I will have already used a card and then look. Oh, they have Apple Pay. Yeah, I never remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my next one is probably is an oldie. Um, this this app has been around 
for a while, I think. Yep. Waze, W-A-Z-E. Yep. I had a friend that used to work for them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, when they first started up. I mean, the only thing I don't like about Waze is you always have to have it on and you always has to use your location. There's, it's yep. kind of like many time with location services, you can use it only while you're using the app. Well, but it, it's using GPS, either, so they don't, you have, really don't have a choice in the matter. It's no, it's either GPS. always or never. They give yeah. you two choices. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, I wouldn't you say it's more of like a social type of app because you can, I mean, it's, it's crowdsourced. So if there's a crash, or there's a there's a speed trap or there's you know um, uh, a hidden cop or a visible cop you can you can add all of that so when you're driving you get notifications you know on um, you know traffic you know if, if traffic is heavy or at a standstill and you can add photographs people do add photographs they add comments um, if there's crashes hazards in the road if there's a map issue you can enter that and correct it. It actually is, it's a very handy app. I used to use it a lot. And then when Apple Maps got a little bit better, <laughs> yeah. I just started, I just started, stopped using Waze. But you know, this is really good when you're on a road trip. Yep. Especially if you're, you're going through unfamiliar territory and, you know, sometimes they do those little small towns as, you know, po those podunk towns have, <laughs> You know, that's their revenue source is to have those cops there and yep. speeding. And sometimes, and sometimes you don't know the speed limit. I know yeah. when we were in Oregon, Mike kept saying, Suzanne, what's the speed limit? Because, you know, in Dallas, mm -hmm. it's, it's about 70, 70, 75 miles an hour, you know. Uh, not in Oregon. It's 55 on the, some of the highways. So, you know, sometimes you don't realize when you're in another state that, you know, not everybody has a, a high speed limit on highways. So this app is really good about, I think, alerting you, um, f not only for maps, but, you know, also for uh, road issues that you're going to be encountering on a road trip. I I, I, I used it. I, I do like it. I used to use it too. Uh, yeah, and just like you said, when you know, Apple Maps and uh, also my car does some of the my navigation in my car does the same thing. But before I got the car, I uh, used Waze, and um, it um, one thing that helped me. Uh, I had I was not even in my car. I was visiting my mom uh, in Tennessee, and um, on the street on just a regular. Avenue, a big wide avenue. I'm talking about four lanes on both sides of the road. Mm -hmm. The speed limit was 25. Mm. We didn't realize that. Yeah, we didn't realize that they make a lot of money in that in this in the city on people speeding. You know, um, a lot of their revenue comes from, like you say, that that's and this is a major city. I, I'm, I'm going to say the city is Memphis, uh, and they. We were driving along. We saw the cops pull somebody over. My sister said, why did they pull him over? My brother said, because the speed limit is 25. We, and we looked at each other and said, we thought he was just driving like an old man or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not realizing that on a major road, I mean, it was like bumper to bumper traffic. And we're wondering why. Uh, well, it, it's four lanes, you know. And I know it was like rush hour in the city, but... 25 miles an hour we, that's our speed limit in the school zone in California mm, right I, I know. and that school zone is 15 so I guess in California we don't care about our kids you know but that's the way it is well Maine, Maine also it's interesting because Maine 
elevated the speed limit. I think I want to say it's 70. I don't think it's 75. I think it's 70. But there was an area in Portland, it's an area called Tukey's Bridge, and it, you know, um, it's been it, just the way that the, that's configured that part of the road, because you can go off to the left and you go, you know, you kind of get off this, this highway. There's been so many accidents there, especially in the winter when it's icy. So they decreased it there. And they found that uh, Maine did some studies that when they increased the speed limit, um, from I think 65 wow. they also increased the incidence of you know fatalities you know yeah. accidents yeah. so yeah. you know and that is true but they do have a, uh, a distracted driver law there where they don't hear but Texas has a lot of fatalities in Dallas they fly here they really fly it's it's you know 75 miles an hour and you're on the phone that's it's kind of scary going out driving mm-hmm. I've never been such a defensive driver in my life since I lived here yeah. Now, I'm going to probably, we're going to get texts and hate mail, but really, you know, people in Texas, they, they complain about it too, because it's really, um, it's, uh, you know, people don't do 75, they're doing more like 80, 85, you know, on the highways. Cause I'm always, I do 75 and I get passed all the time. I'm always, I, I feel like the little old lady. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did too. And I'm driving a BMW, so they really get ticked because they expect me to drive fast. Um, but I, yeah. I, I drive I generally drive over the speed limit, but not by much. Um, I usually drive five miles over if I have to, but not on the highways here. I keep it about 75, maybe a little over. I start driving uh, a little bit more defensively and and, uh, mindful of of the traffic around me because I lived in Southern California for a long time and commuted every day. I'm not exaggerating. I saw a horrific accident every day. I had a long commute. I was like an hour and a half commute one way. Every day. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I see an accident every day. It was so bad. I got to the point I didn't look anymore. You know, you, see, you can't resist. It's a train wreck. You learn how to very easily to stop looking because it, it, it'll shake you up. So this is this was back in the 90s when I used to live down in, in Southern California. But um, I, I learned to just keep my distance from people. People drive in such a way that they're too close. I keep a, I keep a car and a half lent if it's rush out, if it's a, a lot of traffic. So people jump in front of me, fine. I'll just look and let them go. Um, and I always get in the lane um, that I need to be in. You know, I get in this uh, middle lane or the last lane when I'm getting ready to get out the freeway. Because I had such a long commute, I stay in the fast lane, most of it. But I will get over so I don't have to wait to the last minute and swerve all the way through all traffic to get over. Because in Southern California, they won't let you do that. (laughs) You better be prepared. And another Uh thing that I've noticed in Southern California is those big brick trucks. They're not supposed yep. to be in the fast lane. And you'll see them in the fast lane. And we're like, why are you driving in the fast lane? It's crazy. Up here in Northern California, you can understand it because they have so many bottlenecks and they don't have time to get over. Where in Southern California, you rarely have bottlenecks. You know, that's not something you see that often. So um, I've seen so many times where you see police officers pulling these big rigs over because they're in the fast lane. Um, and, but... Uh, it boggles my mind that they're doing that. And they, they are driving really, really fast. So I learned a long time ago in Southern California to be very, very careful when you're driving. Um, because you're not driving for yourself. You're driving for other people. Northern California is not so much like that. Like I said before, 
you know, they have crazy freeways where they're, you know, the, the way the freeways are set up causes most of the traffic jams. Traffic jams up here and compared to Southern California is nothing. I mean, they, they go, oh, well, it took me 30 minutes, extra minutes to get to work. Well, Vicki, I don't know if I could travel an hour to work an hour back. Oh, my gosh. No, Shoot an me. hour no. and a half. How <laughs> One do way. do that? How I, do people I know. Is that do awful? that? I, you know, the reason why I did it, because I was living with my sister, didn't have to pay any rent. <laughs> I was well, cheap. <laughs> we, I've met some people from California, and they've said, they, they told my husband and myself that, they said, you know, our commute is like, you know, almost yeah. two hours. However, they can't afford to buy something. Yeah. So they have to yeah. live out, you know, yeah. so, so it's at least a When I first started, I did that. And then I, 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 wow. I, I had an apartment at first, and I just... I didn't like the apartment. I didn't like every weekend I was going back to my sister's house and she lived in the Inland Empire. So I would, you know, that's in Riverside, California. And I worked in like Glendale, Burbank, that area down around there. So that's like 90 miles away. And so I would go to work early and get off early, you know, but I still ran into traffic by the time I got close to uh, home. So it was an hour and a half commute one way. Then there were days when it would be windy, super windy across some of the freeways. And literally would, trucks would flip over. <laughs> then we had fog days. So I couldn't miss a lot of days from work because those there were those days when I couldn't get in at all. You know, because it wouldn't be worth it. I'd get to, get to work at noon because of all well, the this, crazy this things. This is a great corner. segue for that app you had to listen to books. <laughs> oh, yes. Audible. <laughs> I learned. I, I was learning um, when I was working in Redwood City. Here, I was learning Spanish. <laughs> no kidding! Well, that's a great way to learn. A yep, language yep. I just I just time. got the Audible files. I went to audible.com and uh, I knew one thing I need to talk about Audible right quick. Uh, what I like about it, you know, Amazon bought them out, and I right. didn't realize it. I hadn't used Audible in a long time, and it was like a year or so after Amazon bought them out. And you're supposed to be able to keep all your files. Um, yeah. everything you've ever bought and all my stuff was gone. So I wrote this nasty note to Amazon. God, I can't believe this. Somebody called me up, called me <laughs> and, um, cause they, cause I left, put my information. You can reach me at, and they called me on the phone and said, okay, give me your information. Tick, 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 tick. My files were all there. I had bought a ton of books over the years, a ton of them. So I was so ticked that I, was, I lost them. I didn't realize I had bought like close to 200 audible files. That's from all those years from from commuting, you know. Uh I would I would listen to books and I don't I really don't prefer to listen to books on in the car. I mean, it's just it's something different about reading it yourself than but sometimes you just don't have the choice, you know. And right. one great thing about it is that you can buy the book and then continue listening to it in your car uh, with Amazon. But uh that's what that was one of the greatest things about uh, having bought all those books on, on there uh, uh, through uh, Audible and Amazon uh, continuing that. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the things I did. I listened to books. I listened to all kinds of stuff. I usually listen to things like um, podcasts, like the, there's some that you can get through Audible. One of the ones is the, uh, where it explains tech stuff, explains how things work and stuff like that. I would listen to those kinds of things because they're, they're distracting enough 
but they're also informative. So I'm, I'm concentrating, but I'm not, I don't have to, you know, stop and think about what they're doing. Cause it's just somebody explaining to me how uh, a radio works or something to that. that yeah, how things work. Yeah. How things work. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. kinds of I things. Think, you know, I think mm-hmm. audible has, I haven't looked into it enough yet, but I think they have some free books and some free podcasts that you can listen to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, um, but that's one of the things that I really enjoy about, you know, if I got a long trip and I'm telling you something, I, I enjoyed my, my commute because I could unwind. I had a very high stress job and I could unwind on the way home, you know, and I could just calm down. And even though I had to deal with the traffic, if I'm listening to something that's pleasant or something that I want to hear music or whatever, you know, you know, I, I just would just let it all go and not worry about the, the long commute. There's nothing I could have done about that. My husband, when he used to, he didn't have a nowhere near a commute like you had, <laughs> but um, when Harry Potter was so popular, there was no way he could read him, you know, because Devin and I, you know, of course I was reading, we were reading them together. So we got Jim Dale, who was a wonderful, oh gosh, wonderful narrator. He takes on all the voices of the character and that's how he read it. And and then he really liked it. He really loved listening to books, you know, mm-hmm. while he was driving. It's, there's something soothing sometimes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Especially if they, if they have a nice melodic voice or it could, right. it could be cocoonish, you know, <laughs> like you, you got a little warm blanket wrapping around you. Then sometimes it can make you sort of drowsy. So you can be careful. <laughs> <laughs> have a good uh, stimulant and like coffee or something <laughs> she go along and then you can use sit a squat <laughs> that's right yeah exactly <laughs> see how it all comes full circle yes yeah I think we have one of the things you have to deal with when you're going on vacation whether it's for a couple of days or a month what it doesn't matter where you're going is you have to figure out what to do with your mail if you are have Other people that still live at home, no problem. Maybe your neighbor will come pick it up. Or you do what I do is just get the U.S. Postal Service mobile app. Now, I just looked at it on iTunes, and it's got a really lot of negative reviews. And I'll tell you, I have a negative review on that app. I'm surprised because I've used it. I've used it for looking up zip codes. I've used it for finding out the closest location, what the hours are. But I use it when I want the post office to hold my mail. You have to. It has to be for three days. If you're only going away for one or two days, it's not going to work. But if you're going away for three days or more, you just put in the day you want them to stop sending, giving your mail. Then you put in the day that you want them to return all your mail to you. And then they send you an email saying, yep, you're going to be gone from this date to this date, and we're going to bring you your mail on this date, and that's that. And I love it. I use it all the time. In fact, I just put in my request for a vacation we're coming up on. Well, I have to say is I, I've been using that since the inception, since USPS put that out. And yes, I agree with you. It is convenient. The problem is, is you can only hold your mail for one month. So if you're gone for six weeks or five weeks or two months or two and a half months, like I'll be this year, um, you can't, it's practice. you can't do that. And what I did is I said, I will pick it up. And I just did this in Oregon too. And I'm really ticked off over it. So I held my mail for a week when we were in Oregon and I always put the, I always select that I will pick up the mail. Um, thank goodness last year when we were in France, my neighbor came over just to, you know, check on the house because they had dumped uh, a whole month's worth of earth of mail in one of those, you know, uh, boxes with packages and just left it on my front porch. It, it could have been stolen. And mm. I called them up and they said, oh, well, you can only hold. I said, 
but I gave you the dates and I, you, t you know, I was told that, you know, go ahead and renew it, you know, when the month was over and then it would continue to be held for the six weeks. Oh, no, 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 it doesn't do that. They have no option. So what they're going to tell you is if you, if you're on an extended vacation, you can hold it for 30 days and they will say, okay, then you can just put, go to the app and just put another hold in for, you know, two weeks. It doesn't work like that. It will tell, the app will kick it back and say, no, you already have a hold mail and you're not allowed to do another hold mail. Oh, it's so frustrating. So still you have to call when you're out of the country to the post office, your local postal branch, and just hope that you reach a person um, with the automation that will say, okay, we'll hold it for another two weeks and we will hold it at the, the branch so you can pick it up. It was very frustrating. I'm not, and, and again, in Oregon, they dropped off my mail. I said, you know, I'll pick it up. I came home. The mail was right there. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, how hard is it? Jeez, oh, you, have one, never had that you have one job. I, I'm not gone for more than 30 days at a time. But every time I've had them put the mail on hold when we've been gone for three days or more, I've never had a problem. They've always delivered it the next day, the day after we get home. Yeah, but I don't want it delivered. See, I don't want, I want to go to the postal branch because I usually, I, I just, I have errands anyway, and I'll just get it all there. That way I can just throw it in their recycle and not, put, you know, chunk on my recycle. Anyway, that's just the only, it is convenient, but um, yeah, just, just be aware if you're holding it um, if for longer than 30 days, you probably want to call the, the I don't, I, I have to call this year and find out exactly what you do for an extended period like that. Yeah, I, I, I we have this like general store in my um, community where our mailbox is, and I run it. Our mail person, um, they probably have a, a horrendous job just trying to just get the mail in the, into the slot because they'll get there at you know maybe noon and be still working on it at three, and and uh, first we complained and I, then one of the mail persons told me that. The reason why it takes them so long is that half the people don't pick up the mail. It's just really? crammed in there and they, they have to try to get it in there or they have to leave them a note. So they have to have all these different notes they got to put in there and take the mail out. And it's such a hassle. And then also the USPS has to deliver Amazon packages, all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that they're doing that. You know, they didn't used to do in the past. So you could easily yeah. you you get your mail at noon every day, every every uh, every every um, Monday through I mean uh, Monday to Saturday. Well, they deliver on Sunday. They do all kinds of stuff during the week and everything. So I don't complain about it because I can recall one thing. I sent a card, a letter from, uh, and it wasn't a postcard. I actually put it in an envelope because I thought, oh, it'll, it'll, it'll get there faster. The person will get it before I, I got back from my cruise. And we were in um, um, down in Mexico, and I sent somebody a card. Three weeks later, after I got back from my trip, they got the they got this letter in the United States. It wouldn't take three weeks for a regular first class letter to get anywhere. And then when I when living in, in Memphis, I, I it always takes three days or less, three business days or less when you live in central part or you getting something coming from the central part of this country. That's the, the thing. And people complain about our postal service. It's an excellent service. It is absolutely yeah. excellent. There's nothing in the world like it. 
you know, and we should appreciate it. I mean, everybody makes mistakes and nothing's going to be perfect. It's good, but I'm telling you, the Deutsche Post and and Germany is is pretty awesome too. It's yeah. pretty awesome. I had to go. I bought. Oh gosh, I'm embarrassed over this. What <laughs> we went to Volks, We went to Volksfest, and I had bought Widget a a dirndl to wear at Volksfest, and it was a little too small, and it was a German company, and so I called up the company and I said, "This is a little too small. Could I just order the medium instead?" And they said, "Sure." They said, just uh, not a problem, you know, send it back and we'll send out the other one. Um, We'll credit your account, you know, when we get it and uh, we'll send out the other one today. And I said, okay, because I'm at, I'm at a, I'm at a hotel. No problem. Boom. Next day service. Like, wow. And that came from like the top of Germany. And I was in Bavaria. Mm -hmm. I was really impressed. I was very impressed with the German postal service. Yeah. But you got to realize that their population is like. Like twenty five percent of ours, they like about 80, 80 million or so. Are we like three hundred million people today at the service. Of that, uh, we're huge, <laughs> United States, and we send a lot of packages. We we're, we're consumers. We're the biggest consumers in the world. So I, I agree that 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 you know, there, I'm sure there are some other services that are better. But to service as many people as ours does, it's amazing. You know, we need to stop kicking the postal service around. You know, we really should. Um, and, I mean, I don't think UPS or FedEx could handle what the U.S. Postal Service does. Not even together they couldn't handle that. It's unbelievable. So I, I get off my soapbox, you know. I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm not one to go wave the flag, but I'm waving the flag for the postal service. I mean, it gets, you know, it gets the, the shitty side of the stick every time. You know, people are always kicking it around. You know, it's a hard job. I mean, why do you think people go postal? <laughs> it's a difficult job. <laughs> No, no. My one of my friends' husband worked for the postal service, and you know it is true. They're out there in the rain. Like we have, you know, our postal man. He's. I always make sure I give him something at Christmas because you know they, they're out in the hot, hot sun. I mean, yes, it's their job, but you know, it it, it doesn't matter. You're you're at the mercy of the weather. You know, you are. And, and sometimes yeah. in Dallas we get snow and ice, and they're still delivering that mail. So yeah, no, mm. I agree with you. Yep. And yeah. as you're speaking, my mailman just came. <laughs> just heard him outside. And you know what's great is we've had packages stolen on our, uh, not our, our our neighborhood has, not particularly me uh, personally. But I mentioned that to my postal, um, my postman, Joselito, and he was great. He said, you know what, I'll just, I'll bring it to your back door. And he does. If I have packages yeah. around the Christmas time, he just brings it to yeah. the back door. I mean, so it's out of sight, out of mind. So that's, I, he goes, I had a, he goes I had a the note extra for- mile. I had the note from uh, my postal guy saying that he was left a package uh, on it's a gate that goes to my backyard. He said it's right outside, right in the inside the gate because he saw somebody lurking around. Yes, yeah, I think it was nice. just my I think it was just my neighbor walking down the street. But he said it just felt uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, he, he said this look like a big box. He said I'm just gonna put it back there. If he goes to your gate, then that's something that I can't stop you from doing from doing. But it'll be obvious that he you know, there's somebody you know. So he left me a note and said your package is on the side of the thing. And I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> I really yeah, appreciate that's pretty that. sweet. Yeah. My next app is um is an int- it's it's a website and. 
I guess because I've traveled back and forth across the United States, especially when I was younger. My my uh, relatives all lived in Massachusetts, and my parents, you know, are are um, they're native uh, to Massachusetts. And when we lived in Wisconsin and Oregon, that was our big vacation every year. We'd come back cross country, and so my father really loves byways, and I guess he instilled that in me. Because he would always take a different route each time. And he loved to stop at the little weird places that you'd find, you know, along the way. Um, like one year we stopped at this little town called Medora and it was like right out of the 1800s. And he just, you know, really enjoyed seeing things like that. And so I find that when I do road trips, I really, my husband already knows, if we can get there on a byway, even in France, I'd rather take a byway than a highway any day. I just think highways are boring and, you know, you see the same old stores. And if you, you know, if you're traveling through different cities in the United States, everything is so ubiquitous. There's really nothing to denote that you're, you know, in, you know, Los Angeles or Portland, Oregon, aside from the climate and maybe the terrain, because you still have Bed Bath & Beyond, you have the Home Depot, you have Walmart, you know. And so, you know, you, that's what you see when you're on a highway going through cities, but there's a website called America Scenic Byways, and it's it's a really great website, and I I really enjoy this website very much. So, it's basically uh, when you go to the website, you have a map of the U.S. and you have color coded dots on the map. So, and you also um, will have the states that you can click on for those particular byways within that particular state. So you have an all American road, you have a national scenic byway. You have, uh, you know, these are the different categories. You have a parkway. Uh, the, you have a national forest scenic byway, which uh, it, those are really nice. You have a, a BLM, a Bureau of Land Management backcountry byway, and you have other scenic roads. So you can select, uh, and you can also scroll down on this website. You can select which particular um, trail or byway that you want to see, and it will tell you which. It'll give you books that they recommend on the particular history of that byway. It will tell you how long it's going to take, and it and it shows you the different sites along the way. It's really a great resource if you like road trips, and I love road trips. If I, I really do, and so this is a really interesting website. So you can have on your iPad or your phone, uh, you know, and as you're traveling, you know, pick, pick a byway. You know, my husband and I, we just recently did the, uh, we've done it before, but we really love going down to Astoria on the Pacific Coast, by the way, because it's just so beautiful, you know, in Oregon, it's just, it's gorgeous. And Texas has quite a few too, which they have the Brazos Trail, which um, is near the Brazos River in Waco. And, um, you know, you may want to look up your particular state, but it's a really wonderful resource if you want to get out and see some things in another state or your own state. I love byways. I just do. I do too. I love being this, in the car. It's just stunning I mean, to me. Oh, my dad, when we would go, we, you know, I would love it. I, you know, it was just, I loved it. And he tried not to go highways and it took a little bit longer. You know, yeah. it did take longer. He sometimes had to, but he would try to do it even in Canada. And I think the funniest part was, oh my gosh, too bad I didn't speak French back then, was we were in Toronto, I think. It was either Toronto or Montreal. 
and it must have been Montreal. My father got out to ask directions and didn't speak a spick of French. And he had he was totally <laughs> lost, totally lost. He said, I don't know. I think he said north. It could have been south. And <laughs> he looks at me. What did he say? And I didn't even know French then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it now. But, um, you know, uh, I, I hope everyone can check out this this wonderful website because they they keep it updated and it's it's uh, it's really something. I stumbled upon it a, a couple of years ago, I think, in Arizona. Uh, well, it must have been longer than that because it was Arizona. But it's nice, and people comment on things too. So you can, you are actually allowed to comment on a particular byway and add your input if you need to. I, I, my dad would love this one. Um, uh, he, I, I remember um, the last road trip we took were back and forth from. I went to school in in St. Louis, so it's like a three hour drive between Memphis and and St. Louis. So they would drive me back and forth, uh, and then they would come visit me too uh, on on a. My freshman year, believe it or not, my parents came every weekend. Oh, because I was so homesick. <laughs> I was such a big old baby, but they would come, and my it was so it was such a great thing because my dad is not the kind of person that would stay in a hotel. My dad is not the kind of person that would eat at a restaurant, but he had to do that to come visit me. So I felt so happy when they came to visit me. I was just like so ecstatic. Because plus they bought me food and stuff like that, and you know the greatest care packages in the world. But the commute about the the the. the trip back and forth was so much fun. My dad would literally read every sign on the way. <laughs> it became so irritating, but uh, it, was, it, it was so much fun. So he would have loved this, that, that particular one. Um, so um, Lisa, do you want to do yours? or? Sure. And um, I think since we're getting a little long, I'll make mine really quick. I'll just wrap them all up together. Uh, I fly 95% of the time, probably more like 99% of the time, I fly Southwest. So I use the app. I don't make my reservation on there. I always use the computer for that, but I always check in on the Southwest app. And it's nice, like all the other airline apps, you can uh, get your boarding pass on your phone, put it right into your Apple wallet. So that works out great. So I love that. And then when I'm on the plane, I use Amazon Prime and Netflix. I just download movies or TV shows from Amazon Prime or Netflix onto my iPad so I can watch while I'm on the plane. And then the other apps that I use all the time, not just for traveling, but all the time, is Apple's own apps. I use reminders to check into the flights. I put the confirmation number in the reminder, and I set it for five minutes before I need to check in. So that's that works out really well. And I also use Notes. And Notes is good for packing lists. Mm-hmm. I've tried mm-hmm. packing lists uh, apps, and I just... I don't know. They just never worked for me. Sometimes they were pre-populated with things I didn't want. and There was no way to delete them. Or you would put your packing list in and save it. And then when you go back to it, it was gone. So I just find with notes, you can make a packing list with uh, check marks, you know, little circles next to it so you can check mark so that you can make your list, put the little check marks next to them as you um, pack. And then as you're leaving the hotel or wherever you are to come home, you can just uncheck everything as you pack it back in to go home. And that way you've already got it. Mm-hmm. So that That's works. Out really. Yeah. So that works yep. out well. And you can make a little folder just for travel for your notes. So you can say, it, 
it depends on you. I mean, you might have one packing list. You could just do, these are all my clothes and make that one note. These are all my technology, make that one note. If you have children, you can make a separate separate list for each child, whatever works best for you. And then, you know, check them when you pack it, uncheck it when you pack it again. Because what I do for cruises is like a month before the cruise, I will take things like sunscreen and uh, I have those little beach uh, beach towel clips that you get at Bed Bath & Beyond that look like pelicans or pina coladas or something that you attach your towel to your chair so it doesn't blow away. All that stuff I just pile on my dining room table because otherwise mm-hmm. I'll forget. Or I forget things like a slip. I never wear dresses. So when I'm packing the dress for the cruise, I forget a slip. So something something like that, I just like throw on my dresser and I'll do it a month beforehand. Well, what I have to start doing is just make it in the packing list. And that way I won't forget. Hmm. So okay. those are mine. Yep. Sounds good. Okay, I can wrap mine up too. I got three of them. Uh, one of the ones I use even around here is called Around Me. I don't have to go on a trip to do that. Um, I could just be going in the Bay Area and I'm looking for a hamburger joint. Around Me is excellent. Uh, I've been using it for years. Um, I've been able to find, we were in Arizona and we needed to find a place because we had a slow leak in our tire and immediately found one five minutes away from where we where we were so we would easily get, get that taken care of. It works excellent. And then there's another app that I, I used once uh, called Hotel Tonight. Um, we were on a road trip. We were getting tired and we didn't want to sleep in the car. So it it pulled up. You can you can select luxury hotel or one of those more budget friendly mo, mo, uh, uh, motels if you so desire. Uh, but it will tell you what the prices are and where they are located. And we did that in on, on a trip from Arizona. So I think we were going uh, somewhere in southern back to Southern California. Um, and finally, the one that I use all the time, especially when I'm. Uh, Going somewhere like a fair, and I we we are a group, and we're always trying to keep up with each other. It's find my friend. Uh, that's that Apple app. Um, it I still have a couple of friends that are on there, and I look to see if they're at home so I can call them. <laughs> you know I mean, it's sort of sort of like I'm snooping on them, but still, stalking. <laughs> they don't stop. Yeah, yeah. I said, are they at home? Yeah, they at home. I can call them. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, and then they, they they do the same thing. One of them would tell me, you don't ever go anywhere. And I thought, how do you know that? He said, because I see you all the time at home. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that's it. That's that for me. Uh, I don't think, well, for me, it's just about, um, well, Camera Plus, of course, I use that. You got to have a good camera app. And you, the Apple app is good, but I still love Camera Plus. And, um Triple A mobile, you know, if you have a triple A and you're traveling, if you have an older car like me, you probably don't have roadside assistance. Um, but so I do have triple A in my car and that allows you to um, call for roadside assistance. So no matter where you are, just hopefully you'll have cell phone service. Elisa, you, you, I had a thought because you were talking to me Oh, the United app. When you were saying how you use Netflix to download movies, if you fly United and I think American may do this too, is you, through the app, you, um, before you, you, you know, leave the tarmac, download the app and you, it shows you the menu of movies and stuff they have, and you can actually download them while you're on the United Wi-Fi onto your device. 
So mm. that's another thing. And they usually have some good movies. They had Moonlight, which was fabulous. Oh, really? Um, yeah. They have like the current movies. So that's how I got to see that. And you can see it right on your iPad. So just to let you know, um, that's just another option with some of those apps, those airplane, um, those airline apps is that if you're like United, when you get on the plane, they have United Wi-Fi and you really can't, you know, like surf the internet or anything with it, but they will, through the app, it'll say, you know, download movies or it'll have, you know, Wi-Fi menu, you know, with movies and TV shows that you can download. Um, so you can watch them on your device. So just an FYI. I found that really helpful. I used that this time. I, I usually don't, but I did use that this time. Now, and did you pay think, for those? Did you I pay for the movie? I should have definitely gotten the Oscar. No, did you no, no, no. That's, oh, okay. that's part of, that's part of your, you know, t- your, their amenities, their amenities. Mm-hmm. And I, that wasn't, that was just coach. You know, that was just everybody that flies United gets that same, um, option on the, uh, it'll tell you, um, it's not just for mileage plus either. I think when you just download the app, you, um, it'll say this, this particular flight, it will tell you this particular flight has, you know, Wi-Fi movies that you can download to, to watch. And so that's what it allows you to do. Hmm. Well, but regardless of what airline you take, you, sh- you should download their app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now Southwest is not going to overbook anymore. They're not allowing overbooking. So they'll be taking some rage out of the air, I hope. <laughs> See, Southwest is the only one I fly. I, I can't stand the other ones. I've just had horrible experiences with other airlines. And Southwest is also cheaper. Yeah. And, and I have to say, I do like Southwest and they've always, people seem happy when, you know, the flight attendants seem, you know, happy when they're there. We haven't had a bad experience mm-hmm. with them. It, flying is no longer, flying yeah. is no longer fun. It really isn't. I mean, I try it's to not. just, I try yeah. to be chill, just thinking, okay, I'm just, it's just getting me where I need to go. But people are just getting um, less tolerant for people. They're getting less patient. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, flight attendants aren't always right. And they, it's like a nurse, you know, if you have a difficult patient, you can't just haul off and, you know, start, you know, pushing them around or being nasty. You have to be professional, but on the same token, people also there's rules and, you know, and if there's rules and people say you can't bring that on an airplane, well then people don't bring it on an airplane. You know, if people say, you know, your dog has to be kennel, but okay. I, I, I mean, we had this time on United. Um, now, see, every airline's different. Some people allow you, uh, some airlines say, you know, you can have an animal on your lap. Some people, uh, some airlines don't. So, you know, we put her in the bag, and that, that was okay. That's the rule. You know, you have to go by the rules. And if you don't, there's, you know, some of the, and I'm, I'm not condoning in any way, shape, or form what some of the airlines have done recently. But I also think that I think, travelers, uh, especially because of the groupings, you know, if you're the last group, you damn well know there's going to not going to be any overhead space for, for anything. And it's so frustrating, you know, when you're, you know, group, you know, for me, I don't have to worry about that because my, I, I'm under my husband's status, but still, you know, when I wasn't like, you know, you have, we have no status like on other airlines. And, you know, when you're in the last grouping, you're like, oh boy, you know, we're just gonna be lucky to find a space. So we have to check our bag in, you know, but you know, gate checking is great because you get your bag right away. You don't have to go to baggage claim and you don't have to pay for it. And you don't pay for it. 
Yeah. So that's actually not such a bad thing. So you don't have to worry about trying to find space. So yeah, if there's an option to bag check it, I usually do if I'm on a other airline. I, so. I just don't like traveling on and on plane by planes at all anymore. It, it's not fun. Uh, they're rushing you. You you don't. I genuinely am going from coast to coast whenever I'm flying someplace, and I'm starving by the time I get there because they don't feed you. Right. Um, and You're right. It, it, it's like, not, and I, I paid a lot of money. I you know, know you would I think, totally you know, agree. I, I just, I, it just irritates me that I have to pay that kind of money to go, uh, you know, like, like you, at least and I were trying to find reasonable prices just to get from, uh, get to, uh, Mac stock, you know, and there wasn't any, you know, for no know. rhyme or reason. We were, yeah. we were doing it months. Last year we were trying I to know. do it for July and we couldn't find reasonable prices. And I'm like, God, yeah. this is crazy. I spent less, I spent less going from New York to San Francisco than what it would, co- round trip, than what it would cost yeah. me to go to Chicago. And I just said, I can't, I cannot justify and- even, even, $500. even when it's, we it's included boring. the hotel, the cost of the hotel in San right. Francisco, it was it was cheaper than that's the airfare to go from here to Illinois, from California. And, Illinois. you know, there are travel apps. I mean, we've, we've discussed this in other podcasts, like with Kayak and, and um, what's, what's the other one? Hopper. You know, you can put where you're going. And if you have patience, you know, you can get yeah. a fare. What we find especially traveling to France is that in the middle of the night, I know this sounds odd, but you know, one, two o'clock in the morning, if you're up, if you're already up, check out the flight prices because sometimes that's a really great time to book a flight. One year, Mm -hmm. my husband came home from a business trip and I was nagging. I said, you know, I can't believe, you know, I guess we're not going to France this year because you didn't book the ticket. And now it's going to be astronomical. And he said, oh gosh, you're right. So it was like one thirty in the morning. So he said, let me check. He said, Susie, you're not going to believe this. He said, it's $500. I said, what? He said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he called up and the the agent said, oh my gosh. She said, I've never seen mm. this this cheap. So we booked it. Mm. So, you know, sometimes you can get deals, you know, if you're willing to be patient, you know, um, yeah. and get up at, you know, like an odd time. But yeah, at flight, you, you get less and you pay more, unfortunately. The only yeah. airline, yeah. I love flying and I don't mind flying coach. My husband doesn't like flying Lufthansa coach because he said he doesn't like... Um, the uh, the angle of the seats, but they give you mm-hmm. chocolate bars. Yeah, they give you food. They give okay. you free wine. I mean, granted, I take cow. the wine and the food. You can keep we the chocolate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we flew Lufthansa going to Italy. We flew United coming back, which was just a nightmare. But yeah, they give you the flew, hot towel. Yeah, yeah, Lufthansa going to Italy. We didn't even feel like we were flying. It didn't feel like you were moving. No. And it, the flight attendants are also nice. And I mean, you're coach and you're treated like a first class person. It's awesome. And you get a nice yeah. little meal. And they gave us two meals. So they gave yeah. us a snack. They gave us a two meals, a two hot mm-hmm. meals, plus a chocolate bar. And then they fill up your wine or they always come down with, you know, drinks. And I'm like, wow, I love Lufthansa. I love them. <laughs> the, the only commercial flight that I've had, that, that, but it was first class, so I don't know if that applies, uh, was on Virgin Atlantic. It was like oh, the my most, husband loves Virgin. I love Virgin. <laughs> yes, my so... husband loves Virgin too. He said you yeah. get on and they have the funky lights and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, 
I think and I was I was just going to Vegas, so it wasn't that far, you know. But it was it was a great trip. And and what what happened in Vegas will stay in Vegas because I've never heard you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Vegas so many times. California to Vegas is is, is not that far, so. No, uh, to, to yeah, anywhere in Nevada, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't do anything but but go to the shows. I, I, that's the only reason why I would go to Vegas is, is uh, to see the shows. I, I don't shows. The Cirque du Soleil is great there. We went to see yeah. uh, my my in laws have seen like all the Cirque du Soleil shows there. But Mike and I went to see Love because he's a huge Beatles fan. So I said, yeah, oh, we saw right. that. That was yeah. good. I really yeah, enjoyed it, it actually. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So we want to hear from you about your travel experiences and apps that you use and you know, things like that. You can get a hold of us. Uh, our information is at 3geekyladies.com with the number 3 spelled out. You'll find our Twitter information, Facebook group, Google Plus community, if anyone still uses that. So reach, us, uh, reach out for us there. And if anybody we, uses that, nobody uses the plus. I don't. It just cracked me up the way you said that. Well, neither one of us use it, but I think, yeah, think uh, Elisa I, I does periodically. To post, I, yeah. I use it strictly to post that a show has been uploaded, and that's uh, that. Okay. Yeah. That's too no bad, idea. yeah. What are the people are using it for? If they do, mm-hmm. maybe they do, and I don't need to know it. I, I don't know. It just never took a like. I never just never took a liking to it. Yeah. yeah. So, happy trails to everybody. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Just scary. I'm sorry. Yeah, they go. They go on about. Well, I, I don't that know. girl looked like she was probably taking blood from various <laughs> members of the audience. Is, is she Australian? Uh, Australian? No, actually, I think she's from Transylvania. Because <laughs> <laughs> I squirkle around on a mattress. What? I don't know. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast.